Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Watching Mr. Detectives the last several weeks, <laughs> <laughs> you will know that we've been playing Cuphead, uh, which has been our Mystery Detectives. Like, we don't have a ton of time left, or we finished the game early. Let's just play Cuphead for a while, see how far we can get. Yeah, just play something super easy and fast. Yeah. The <laughs> issue being is yeah. that, you know, we would only play Cuphead like once every couple months for like. 15 to 20 minutes and that's not enough time to remember how to competently play cuphead not that megan and i are like competent cuphead players although we did just get to the third island so we're not bad we're not bad but like part of it is not used to the controls like every time we restart the game it's all right let's go back to the introduction tutorial tutorial. (laughs) and do that really quick so we can remember what all the buttons are that doesn't really lend itself well to progressing very quickly so it's been a you know a very busy start to the year. So for Mystery Detectives, instead of starting a new game, we've just been like, hey, let's just keep playing Cuphead because it's fun and we don't have to like use too much of brain power. It's just kind of reaction. Uh, we've been stuck on the same boss for like three months and we finally <laughs> beat him last week. I I have to interject on this. I was watching like I had it up. You know I couldn't hear you because I was at work. So I was like, oh, they're they're going. I'll throw it on and just kind of glance at that while I'm running. Will call for the theater. And so I you know I saw the the you know, the progress you were making and getting further and further. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. And then I had to drive home and I forgot that you guys were going. I usually try to throw it up in the background, you know, when I'm doing anything. I was like, oh yeah, I want to see if they, I turned it on. It had to have been 15 seconds after you beat it. Oh man. And I was like, son of a bitch, I missed it. I was so (laughs) mad that I missed the moment. That last one was so intense. Like we we had planned this because um the bosses in Cuphead are harder when you're in two player mode or like they uh all of your damage is half damage, so like everything takes quite a bit of time to do and then plus having another character on the screen just like there's a lot of things exploding. There's a lot of projectiles. A lot of things are not balanced for two players. And so it's like sometimes there's like only one safe platform and both Megan and I are trying to rush to get on it at the same time. Uh, But we... So, like, inevitably, we end up beating the Cuphead boss when, like, one of us dies. And so the boss feels like immediately easier or takes a lot of damage much more quickly. So like mm. I I died, Megan revived me. Megan then took a very strategic death and then I beat the boss in like the last 10 seconds. It was strategic in the sense of like if it, if I died, Kim knew she couldn't revive me cuz it wouldn't be uh. worth it. I I didn't I didn't like plunge to my death or anything like I got hit by something. You, yeah, dumb. you plunged to your death <laughs> shouting my name, telling me to remember your story. <laughs> yeah, tell my story. Uh but you know people in chat are like 
you guys have so much more patience. I would have given up at this game. I would have raged quite a long time ago. And we always say like Cuphead is not frustrating for us at all, mostly because the deaths aren't very punishing. Like you die, you immediately get back into the level. Mm. You just keep going as long as it takes. And that made me think about how like I'm not really like that with other games. There's absolutely been bosses where I'm like fail and I die and I'm like, no, like scream at the ceiling, hands in the air. Uh, So my question for you guys is what is your go to memory of the boss you couldn't beat and you would just get so frustrated by having to restart the fight over and over? Because for me specifically, it's if there's a long cutscene leading up to it, because then I got to sit through the whole damn story again and I can recite it word for word and then I finally get back into the fight and I die again real quickly and I got to do it all over and that to me is frustrating Uh, I immediately know my answer Uh, this would be in Final Fantasy X this is midway through Final Fantasy X. This is fighting Seymour on top of Mount Gagazet uh, to like 11 or 10 year old myself and my sister because we were obsessed with that game. Uh, and we just I think we just weren't properly leveled for that for that encounter. And we didn't want to go back and grind. And there is like an extremely long cutscene that happens right before that boss battle. And then he just like wiped the floor with us. And we got so frustrated that we literally put the game away for a year and picked it back up. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yeah. maybe this will be easier when we're 12. <laughs> we got we to literally level up in the real world before we can come back to it. That's that's how I feel about mine are all Kingdom Hearts based. Like uh, in the first Kingdom Hearts game, when you have to fight Clayton uh, in the Tarzan world in Deep Jungle, and then later Riku in Hollow Bastion, uh, and then Kingdom Hearts 2, when you have to fight Zaldin in the like bridge at the Beauty and the Beast castle, and just the cutscenes are so long and like so much dialogue happens back and forth, and it just takes forever to get into. And I was just could never get the hang and it took so long i just have those fights burned into my memory uh i feel like i feel like this might be a deep cut but maybe not for for some um good old lou boo from dynasty warriors (laughs) it was always the most terrifying thing when lou boo took the field because we're like oh well let's see how much we can get done before we get absolutely slaughtered the thing that jumps to mind for me is not a boss fight and i don't think I'm conflating memories of multiple game experiences. Towards the end of Halo 3, there is a level where it's all the warthog and you are driving over uh. really uneven terrain <laughs> and shit's just exploding and collapsing and the floor's falling out underneath you. And towards the end, there's a jump you have to make. And on normal mode or anything like that, it's fine and it's sick and the action rules and the pacing's great. But on legendary, when you take more damage and there's just more explosives and more projectiles and everything's wilder, you get so close to that jump at the end of the level, one explosion goes slightly wrong and kicks your warthog slightly askew and you fuck that jump and you fall into the abyss and then you reload and you have to do it again. And that would drive me insane trying to beat that on legendary. That's a good one. You'll have to point that one out when I get there. Okay. Yeah, the one similar to what Jake said is in uh, Gears of War on whatever the the hardcore mode of that is, and you have to get inside of some mine carts, and as you go down, like creatures are coming out of the sky and out of carts, and they can like knock you off or drop shit in with you. And oh, you're I thinking played... Donkey Kong too? I think I didn't interrupt your story, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, but I didn't interrupt you. <laughs> and you just, it, you had to restart the whole thing. 
And I remember staying up with my buddy Derek for like two days trying to get through that stupid section. And it was just like an accident when you did it. You're like, oh, oh, I'm through. Yeah. Okay, I'm through. <laughs> oh, and then and then you're like, you panic then. You're like, I wasn't prepared to get this far. Now, <laughs> God, don't die, don't die, don't die. Just get somewhere safe. Uh, Boss-wise, it's the final Valkyrie in God of War. Oh, yes. Ooh. That lady was tough. Yeah. She is one of those, like, you don't have to fight this person, but she is programmed to be harder than anything you have to fight. For some reason, I can't think of a lot of games I've played that had boss fights at the end. Jake Burley, like, pro gamer. Yeah. <laughs> no, no not, not that we're easy for me. Yeah. I just feel he just like- plays a lot of pinball. I feel like games with boss fights are not- He's the boss. The types of games I play very <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. T- Tony Hawk's Underground, does that count? You have a skate, you have a skate off with your nemesis. You do have a skate with off your with your rival. Yeah. Uh, I'll say an honorable. I will say an honorable mention is also from Final Fantasy X for me. Was um, oh, and I'm blanking on their name, but the um, the like the Bumblebee sisters. <gasps> yes, um, they the Aeons. No, no, no. They're no, uh, no, no, no. Not the Aeons. I'm thinking different. God, I'm sisters. blanking on their names, but they are atrocious. They are so hard. Final Fantasy X had some hard freaking bosses. Oh yeah. We were fighting this this dragon. He's a really cute dragon in Cuphead. Uh, but we did it for so long. Somebody said this dragon is the second biggest crit show boss next to Nash. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. The Bumblebee sisters, they are aeons, but they're aeons that you like have to fight before you get. Right. That's true because yeah. your summons can Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Good call. Did you ever figure out what Simpsons character the dragon reminds you of? I don't know. I don't know if it's Simpsons. I don't know if it's Futurama. I don't know if it's something else completely. And I I haven't figured it out. And it's been just like on the peripherals of my mind. And I'll get there someday. And I really hope it's out in public. And I just (laughs) scream whatever the name is like to the skies, arms up. And people are like, oh, no. (laughs) What happened? Is she okay? Just so if you know which cartoon character Grim Matchstick from Cuphead looks like, and it's it, it's emphatically not a dragon character, so please don't come to us with like Pete's dragon and stuff like that. It's specifically the expression that Grim Matchstick makes during the game reminds yeah. Megan of a certain character. It's the little like bottom eyelids that like his cheeks kind of push up when he's like smiling. It's the little the little roundness of his cheeks and like the cute eye expression. Can't place it. Mickey Mouse. That's it. One and done. Nibbler. <laughs> no, that was a good guess, but, but that's not it. Slurms McKenzie. <laughs> Slurms McKenzie wears shades. You would never be able to tell. That's true. You'd never know his, his adorable little eyes. Aren't his eyes like horrifying when he finally takes the shades off? Aren't, aren't his eyes like bloodshot? Yeah. <laughs> How do we get out of here? I don't know. <laughs> Let's go watch Futurama. Bye. You are peering out the window. Hard to make much out in like this dark and dilapidated landscape. There aren't really any sources of light out there as far as you can tell. But you do hear a muffled thump on the top of your train car. As slow and easy as I can, try to peek and see if there's anything there. And you see a figure uh, standing on top of the sleeper car that you were just in. You see them pull a pocket watch out of their waistcoat and consult the time, which gives you the impression that they are waiting for a cue and they're not the one giving it. You two hustle in the direction of the front of the train and you throw open the door between cars and are looking down the barrel of a shotgun. Whoa! 
I want to try to get a hand on them and see a vision of their past. What are they doing here? You see a first-person perspective. You're looking at a woman who seems to be giving orders. Adolin, you make your way in the sleeper car. Get anybody caught unawares. Red, start off closer to the back. Make your way forward. Clinton Fitchburg, you breach near the middle. I'll come in from the front. One way or another, we'll pinch this son of a bitch. And your vision fades as you look again towards the front of the car, towards Tass, and see this woman slowly opening the door from the dining car behind him. Tass behind you! I'm gonna whirl around. You whirl around, two guns at the ready, and as quickly as you do, you see this woman draw her two as well and bring them up level to face you. Hi. So you're what all the fuss is about. Me? I'm like looking over my shoulder. Kim. She leans a little bit to look past you at Kim. And Kim, you see her like look at your hands. And she looks over at Jumbo. She looks at his hands. And she leans back in and looks at Tass's hands. I don't see the rest of them carrying golden guns. Oh, I just, I just knew this was going to bite me somehow. Uh, okay. Hi, there's no fuss. There doesn't need to be any fuss. I'm no fuss. The fuss that has happened is y'all breaking into our train. Two of your people are down. One of them has run away. By uh, her reckoning, there's one more somewhere that, oh boy, if whoever it is messed with the rest of my team is probably not in good straits either. So how about y'all just go? And then there doesn't need to be any more fuss. Speaking of, Rev, you have just blasted this large gentleman who is face down on the ground between the, uh, in the door out of your car here. What do you and Megan want to do? You said his shotgun went off. It did. Is he still holding it? He is. I'll kick him in the head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I just want to. I just want to try to knock him unconscious. Yeah, give me a brawl roll. <laughs> I think you get a plus one for having laid him out. Okay. Seven. <laughs> okay. You go to kick him in the head, and he headbutts your foot in return. He tucks his chin and moves his head forward so that you catch him right on like the strongest part of his skull, and you feel some of your toes crack. But he is also rocked backwards. Why don't you roll the harm move? Uh, and this will be with a plus one, because we're going to call it unarmed brawling. Okay. Three. <laughs> oh! Rev dies. <laughs> what happens? Okay. Uh, on a fail, you are disabled and cannot act at all. Uh, Non-lethal harm will heal after a long rest, which is about three hours to a day. Uh, but you just feel your toes crunch. And when you oh. go to put that foot back down, it hurts like hell. It gives underneath you. And you just fall to the ground. Uh, take a grit, though. Got that going for you. That's true. Megan, what do you want to do? You watch Rev kick a man in the head and die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Are you okay? Uh, I don't. Oh, this big toe doesn't have a toenail. And I think that was probably going to help deflect some of that damage. Oh, we should have used the other foot. Uh, uh, no, that one's ingrown. Okay. Oh, geez. All right. You stay here and guard him. Does that work? It, wait, is he unconscious? He, no, he is conscious. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he is. Please don't leave me alone was, with him. He is putting a hand to his head, which you can see like there's a substantial amount of blood. He he caught a big gash off this kick still, but he is trying to like steady himself and get back up. Please stop him. I simply cannot act according to the rules of the game. <laughs> uh, I grab a metal bar from my workshop and hit him. Okay, why don't you give me a brawl roll with uh, a plus one from Rev's 
mixed success against him. Eight. You crack him with this metal bar. And as you're swinging, he kind of reaches out with one hand, like trying to get a hand on your foot or your ankle. And he pulls out a little knife with the other one and just stabs it into your calf. Oh! But again, he goes reeling, just like rolling gator roll style off to the side. He is still not down and out, but he is pretty grievously wounded at this point. Why don't you roll the harm move? Why don't you roll the harm Why don't the you harm? roll the harm move? <laughs> this is with a blade, so this will be plus body plus two. Six. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, boy, same thing. I just, I got you both with a couple of leg attacks. That's our weakness, I guess. How did you know? <laughs> Almost same exact thing. You get stabbed in the calf. You go to put that leg down. That muscle doesn't work anymore, and you also spill over and hit the ground. And for the moment, just the three of you are all <laughs> like laying in a in a short diameter, suffering from your wounds together. Let's jump back to the other crew. <laughs> He goes back to Tass saying, if the rest of my team has gotten hold of the rest of your team, they're not doing good. You're going to stand a chance. Tass, this woman hardly seems to weigh your words for a moment. She grins and she says, to be perfectly honest, I don't much care what becomes of the rest of these folks. Harsh. Are you hearing this? And I'm looking back at those on the ground. Not, not my, your, well, I guess a little bit my folks. See, I don't know. See, look at that. The implication is there. They're going, they're going to be okay though. Uh, and she, again, like looks past you at the two of them on the ground and she furrows her brow a little bit like she's a little confused. Oh, oh, they look they look hurt, don't they? Oh, yeah. Huh. Wonder about that. Maybe you should go. She smiles. She says, Aileen, you healing? And uh, the young woman on the ground shakes her head. And uh, again, she looks to you, Tass. She says, you are every bit as crafty as they say, aren't you? Who is saying this? I, I, I like I don't turn my eyes from her, but like I'm indicating towards Kim. I know we should all be talking, you know, good, positive self-talk, but this needs to be said. I am not the most dangerous or impressive member of this team by far. I have some very pretty guns. These people can move mountains. What the hell have you heard about me? I'm pretty much just that. I've heard that you're a hell of a gunslinger. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm something of a gunslinger myself. Oh, fuck. Is that what this is? We doing the town ain't big enough and... for the two of us? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That. That is that that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're not in a town. We're on my train. I don't think the phrase needs to be taken that literal. It just invokes a vibe. Look, if that's what you want to do, let's do this. Because I'll be frank, I don't know who you are. I don't care. Whatever your name is, nobody's talking about that up and down the anvil. So let's just get it over with so I can go on my merry fucking way, please. Oh! oh. oh. and I in the back down. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not even there. And Rev and I are like, fucking get him, Tass. She takes 1d12 I psychic damage. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have established that there's an intercom here because we have we had have, conversations yeah. across <laughs> multiple trains. <laughs> and I are on the floor. We can't walk, but we work together to reach. I use the iron bar to press the button for the intercom. Oh, Ooh, sick. By the way, this guy's going to kill us soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please don't heal us when you have a second. <laughs> she scowls 
You have touched a nerve. She says, My name's Constantine Mosley. I'm the premier gunslinger in this world. When I'm done with you, you won't have much of a brain left to remember my name with, but your friends will. I holster my guns. Do you need a count? (gasps) She holsters hers. And again, she grins. She says, I don't need a count. I draw and fire. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't even get to do her cool line. (laughs) All right. Give me a shoot roll. This is very much going to be an opposed shoot roll. Uh Uh-huh. You are going to take a minus two on this. Okay. Minus two? Yes. Twelve. Oh, God. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. You draw and fire. It catches her center mass and launches her backwards. And, I mean, she misses you by millimeters. Like, she was clearly very nearly every bit as good as you. That bullet just whizzes right past your ear. But she hits the floor of the car and starts coughing and... You can see blood flowing out of her mouth, but as she coughs, she is also laughing. I'm going to rush over and kneel at her side. All right, you've answered what you needed answered. Let's get you up. We can get your people in here and heal them up. She chuckles and honorable to boot. You really are something. I don't know about all that. I just don't like killing people on points of pride. (laughs) I do. Yep, that doesn't mean I'm going to let you die. She holds out a hand. I'll help her up. Kim, Jumbo, this, uh, what was it, Lynn? Adolin. You just keep holding on, and um, yeah, I'm going to start working on helping them to their feet and getting them towards the medical car. Okay. You get Constantine to her feet. She says, what the fuck are you packing anyway? Good Lord. I love that they're going to the medical car, because that's still two cars away from where Rev and I are dying. <laughs> <laughs> I love the thought that you're so wrapped up in like, carrying all these bodies. That the three of us just lay forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) I saw in my vision that one of them was going from the back of the train. So I'll head down towards the workshop. Okay. You you move on ahead, passing through the medical car, uh, through the study. And as you open the door on the far side of the study, you see Rev, Megan, and another large intruder all just rolling around in pain (laughs) (laughs) on the floor of the workshop car what the hell happened here he stabbed me in the leg okay okay hello sir so tass and your boss already did their shootout thing and they're all copacetic so uh if y'all could just sort of scoot yourselves over to the medical bay. Uh, I'm small. I could help some of you, but not all of you. Or maybe I'll just do trips. I'll just do trips. Come here, Megan. Let's go. <laughs> the big one goes, oh, damn, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened real quick. So it seemed like all all of whatever happened here was extremely unnecessary. Oh, oh, dang. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, he looks at Rev. Yo, we good? Is this, are you done? Are we done? I think, unless she's lying to me, I think we're done. Okay. It was a good kick. He looks at Megan, that was a good bar. Keeping the knife as I'm like no. limping away and it's still in my leg. No, <laughs> my favorite knife. <laughs> Tass, you and Jumbo lead Constantine, uh, Adolin, and Clinton towards the medical car. And as you go, Constantine lets out a sharp whistle and a bat flies back in and shifts into the other twin. Welcome back. Constantine says, she she gives like a tisk. Can't believe you just fucking scarpered off in the middle of all that. Oh, I don't know. It looked like he was he was flying around to get a good angle. 
Uh, Fitchburg looks at you like he should hate you, I, but he can't. I quick draw but just my finger and a little finger gun. and He bites you. <laughs> oh, shit. He bites your finger. <laughs> oh, no. You're really trusting how well he's going to read that situation. <laughs> but you get everybody back to the medical car uh, and onto the various beds. Kim coming from the other end with a wounded Megan at the moment. How'd it go? Don't want to talk about it. It seemed like it was a pretty even draw. It was two against one. Yeah, but you all took each other out. So we all <laughs> we failed spectacularly. I don't know. I like to think that the collective we succeeded in spades. Uh, Constantine says, do the rest of y'all have whatever kind of bullets or some shit that he's got? I guess mostly I'm just asking how's old Steelhead Red doing? Uh, is that the guy that was coming from the back of the train? Yeah, big, big some bitch. Oh, he's he, he's alive but injured. All right. Well, that's I guess that's most of us. I'm gonna rush back and you know help help Rev to join us and Steelhead Red trying to write himself still. Don't worry about no. Don't worry about me. Just leave me. I'll be fine. I'll gently tip him back over. He's and... he's putting his fingers in the blood that has run out of Megan's wound and putting them in his mouth <laughs> and, and eating the blood. And as he does, you see him like rejuvenating a bit. That seems rude. Sorry, man. I'm, you hurt me pretty good. I, I need to get better. Okay. I could bite you instead. Um, Pass. That's what I figured. At least, okay, at yeah. least this blood's already spent, yeah. you know? Feel free to eat from the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was rude. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't using a proper utensil. Yeah. <laughs> get you a bowl. Like a straw. A straw? <laughs> <laughs> As I'm helping him through to the next cart, I'm like, damn, Megan wasn't kidding. That dude's huge. Yeah, yeah. Good work. No, I broke my foot on his face. Rob, this is why we just got to stick to magic. I don't yeah. know why we both tried to physically attack him. I don't know. The magic went good. I blasted him into the ceiling. He did so good. Nice. I've literally, I was up there just talking y'all up with all the wild magic shit she can do. I, I thought about a few things, but I didn't know what was happening with you. And I thought maybe if I just knock this guy out, I can come see if I can help. And then I didn't do good. There's a knife in my leg still. Task, can you please come take care of this? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the plan. Yeah, that was the thought. It's like, oh, he's he's on the ground. Just a quick kick and he'll go unconscious. He didn't. Yeah, I heard something about steelhead red. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Oh. Yeah. I'm so grateful that he's the one that <laughs> you tried to kick in the head. His name's fucking Steelhead Red. <laughs> I was so excited the moment you said that. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, so uh, we get everybody together in the medical car. Uh, Tass being the only medic on site. Uh, how are you triaging people? I mean, I, I think I am going just in order of whoever I think is closest to death here like i know that the ones i've shot are in pretty bad shape so i at least want to do enough to know that they're not going to just bleed out on me right here before getting to my team as fast as possible tass i'm gonna have you roll the heal move uh so when you heal somebody who is mortally wounded roll plus mind plus medical rev megan and steelhead red they are not mortally wounded um but these other three are so who do you want to start with? I mean, Adolin was the one that got shot first, so I have to assume that she's the worst off. Okay, uh, give me a medical roll. Okay. Six. On a six or less, the patient dies. Oh, no. No. Fuck. 
So you are working on Adolin trying to get this holy bullet out of her, and it's been too long. She is not able to recover from the wound, and she doesn't make it. I, I think it, it looks for a moment like, like I'm about to just shut down. Like, I mean, this, that, that, that's not good. Like, I can't, ooh, that's rough. Um, so, like, there's this moment of me just leaning there for a second, and then I, ha- I, snap, I snap to it because it might happen again if I wait too long. Okay, well, Tass, first of all, take a grit for failing that roll. Yeah. Who are you working on next? You working on Clinton or are you working on Constantine? I, I think it's the the next person. I think it's Clinton that, you know, he's been shot the longest. Okay. Eight. On a seven and nine, the mortal wound becomes a permanent debility. So Clinton will pull through, but will be permanently scarred. And uh, Constantine's looking at you a little apprehensive. Like, things were getting fairly good-natured for a minute there, and... Now things have turned a little sideways. I think she looks a little bit distrustful of you at this point. I'm sorry. I tried. I'll try again. I might be able to help you. I might not. If I don't, you're going to die. So it's up to you. Roll plus soul plus empathy. Okay. Seven. She eyes you for a long moment and she sighs. Oh, hell, I was prepared to die in this endeavor anyway. Were you not such a merciful man? Steelhead. And he grunts from the doorway to the car. She says, if he kills me and it seems like it was on purpose, just make sure one of them goes with me. Make it a fair trade. And Steelhead gives another grunt in the affirmative. And she looks at you, Tass, expectantly. I feel like I should just shoot you again after something like that, but I'm not gonna. And I'll go to work. One more medical roll. Eight. All right. Same thing. She is going to pull through, but with a permanent debility. And uh, once you get her tended to, she sits a little more upright with a groan, and she smiles again. Lucky me, you're such an upstanding gentleman. Yeah, it is. Lucky you. What have we learned here today, kids? That I may only be the second fastest gun on the anvil. Not maybe. All right, fine. And that you get a lot more upset when I threaten to kill one of yours than when you'd kill one of mine. Yeah, that's why I'm faster. Well, you didn't kill me. You saved me. You did shoot me first, but that's on me. I I accept that. I own that. It seems like I am in your debt. So what can I do for you, quick draw? Well, I've done all that I'm good at here, and I look at the other three. What questions do we have for? Can we be having this conversation as Taspics as my leg? (laughs) Yes, yes. You You haven't finished what you're good at. <laughs> it might I, not be a role, but I want it narratively. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, as the rest of this plays out, uh, Tass is tending to your wounds, which will heal in a matter of hours. Wrapping up Rub's foot with a bandage. A little soft booty. Just a big plaster cast on my foot. <laughs> oh, come Boots, on. You, Crutches. you kicked a steel head. He says... Uh, that ain't just evocative imagery, neither. And he knocks on his head, and you hear a metal resonance. Oh, how? Boy. How? What do you mean? How do you have a metal head? Like a plate. Part of my skull got blowed off, and they put a metal plate back in there, but I was able to heal back through it on account of... He lifts up his upper lip so you can see the fangs. As he shows his fangs, I say, yeah, that's a good first question. Uh, so y'all are vampires? Are you working on behalf of anyone? He just nods towards Constantine, and she shakes her head. No, our gang runs for itself. Does the name Nash mean anything to you? No. Good. Why, who's that? Is he another great gunslinger, or is he another one of these mountain movers? He's why we're here. 
You were looking for a gunfight. So are we. She uh, seems to suddenly like remember something. She looks out the window of the medical car and you know, it's dark, but she's trying to like take in the landscape. Uh, and she goes, I'll give you all this one for free. You might want to tell that little metal fellow running the train to start slowing it down because these tracks are just going to fucking end here pretty soon. Why? What happens? Well, they're destroyed. Fissure in the ground took some of the tracks with it. They just spill into nothing. It's not impossible to get over, but train ain't going to make the jump. I'll run through the train cars to go tell Cruz to stop. He gives a wave uh, and starts shifting gears to slow the train to a halt. Thanks, buddy. Now I got to run back through all these cars. I don't know how long an average train car is. I'm curious how many meters a dash Kim is having to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I'm going to head back to the workshop while they're all, you know, kind of chatting about that after I've I've got everybody bandaged and get a few of the runes that have been drawn out and bring them back. Have you seen anything like this, any of you? They all look them over and shake their heads no. This fissure that destroyed the train tracks, how long ago did that happen? Oh, years. I mean, it ain't nothing recent. Like a couple of years or like decades and decades ago? Oh, no, not decades and decades ago. I mean, I don't know, somewhere in the last two to four, five years, maybe. Recently enough that nobody was going to come down to this territory to fix it for us. Fix it for you? I, this is going to sound weird. We're not from around here. The only thing we've seen come from this territory is a giant lizard that came over the mountains. Do you have, like, towns and stuff here? Well, I mean, sort of. Probably not any bastion of civilization that you might be used to seeing elsewhere, but there's folks of our kind out here, and we all need somewhere to stay, ultimately. How do you survive against all of the larger things roaming around? Well, we're a might unkillable ourselves. (laughs) And she looks at Adolin's body. (laughs) Generally speaking, getting stomped on or clawed up ain't gonna keep us down. Holy bullet will, though. So are all the folks out here vampires? Nah, we got all kinds. Well... I say we, a lot of time folks just kind of stick to their own. You know, there'll be a town that's mostly wolves, a town of us. Who do you feed on? Well, sometimes we'll make our way back around the loop, try and catch somebody in one of the towns in the flats. Though uh, it seems like they've just been moving on further and further away from the border. Those opportunities have been drying up. We can subsist on wildlife if we have to, just ain't the same. I want to pull out the map. We thought we were headed in this area by train. Obviously, the train's... Not an option now, but are there any towns or villages of, like you said, vampires or wolves that you know of in this area? She looks at it and kind of shrugs and shakes her head. No, not really. I mean, again, there ain't really no towns of note out here, period. Settlements, sort of, but a lot of the area is just overrun by creatures and critters that even we don't want to deal with. You saw a big lizard, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of those types out here. So even if you do have a quote-unquote permanent structure, it's only permanent until it ends up under the foot of some big motherfucker. Where are they all coming from? The beasties? Yeah, for it to get overrun. Hell, I don't know. I mean, this world's sick. I don't know if y'all noticed that, but there's just something hangs in the air here. It ain't well. Yeah, that's kind of why we're here. Well, if I was going to take a guess, I'd say maybe Big Lizard used to be Normal Lizard and something just got fucked up with it. Got sick, for lack of a better word. The corruption. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, hell, that's what happens to all of us. What do you mean? Well, I'm a, I'm a vampire. Did we get that point across? Oh, well, yeah. I don't think that's what one might call natural or proper. Well, I mean, 
maybe that depends. I, I think it can be just different. Maybe a corruption if you just turned into a vampire, but I assume it came from being bitten by another one? Well, yeah, sure. I was bitten, but how'd the first one turn? Well, I don't know. I don't know if anyone knows, but there's a possibility that there was a first vampire just like there was a first everything. The first vampire for you might, again, be that reason that we're here. What, like that Nash guy made it or delivered it? Or was it? Yeah. He is a vampire. He's been capable of making other ones. Well, what about the wolves and the ghosts and the empty men and all that? What the hell's an empty man? It's like a like a body that don't have a soul in it. Oh. The ghosts, we oddly enough can't explain where those come from, and they should be starting to lessen their presence in the world. But yeah, the wolves, that, that I don't know. I just assume that somewhere in the way back, the corruption started affecting normal human folk and turning them into other, and that that's just where we all come from. Well, speaking of all of these folks that have been affected by this, we've got business to do here. We've got something to find. Do you have any advice on uh, anywhere in particular we should avoid? Who and or what should we stay away from? Who? That's a big question. Um, I don't reckon you're going to find people awfully friendly out here in general. I imagine, but you're all very confident. Who scares you? Honestly, I feel pretty good about my odds handling any of the other vampires or the wolves or anyone that can be shot down or reasoned with. It's the wild ones that scare me. The empty men, the feral creatures, or the big ones. Titans, we call them. Have any of them made the fissure their home? I'm assuming that's probably where we're going to be searching. Oh, yeah, I mean, certainly some of those... Things come slithering and skittering up out of there. But there's always new ones. You know, there's a near constant influx or rotation. It's like new things are always getting corrupted and spilling out. Only a couple that I think people could identify. There's Thunderbird flies around these parts, though it don't seem to really cause anybody no particular trouble. And then there's the Scuttler. He ain't always around. Don't know where he goes to, but when he turns up, he's no shortage of trouble. And it is what? It's pretty much like a big fuck-off scorpion. Oh, God. Like titan size? Yeah, like titan size. Like oh. a relatively big one even for a titan. But its its legs are a little bit, a little bit longer proportionally than a scorpion would be. And it's got uh, one pinching claw. And then the other one's basically like a big hammer. That one don't open. It just smash and slam. Great. Got that stinger, though. That's for damn sure. Well, you know, larger scorpions are usually um, less poisonous than little tiny ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, for sure, for but sure. You tell a, yourself that. If they're a titan and their stinger is the size of a spear. <laughs> yeah, okay. It ain't the poison that's going to get you. It ain't the poison I'm worried about. <laughs> I tell you what, though, scuttlers, more often than not, sighted in this little radius you got drawn here. Oh, no. That, that definitely sounds like something he would maybe try to steal attributes from. I'm getting shades of Dion here, so this sounds like something Nash would totally be into. Yeah. That sounds like a like a spicy book. <laughs> yeah. Fifty shades of Dion. Fifty about shades a man of... who can shapeshift. It's, it's <laughs> part horror, part romance, all sexy. <laughs> well, anything else for this fine troop? You can fly, right? In a manner of speaking. Do you ever go off the edge and see what's down below? No. What about up top, on top of the spike? No. I mean, I can, it's not flying exactly. I always call it mist walking. 
I feel like that sounds pretty cool. But, uh, I mean, I'm a bit limited. I can only go so far before it takes too much out of me. I'm going to change back. And if I change back halfway up a one-mile-tall column of rock, I'm going to fall half a mile. It's going to really suck. What about you? I look at the one who turned into a bat. He shrugs. Same. He's like, never thought about it, actually. <laughs> BRB. Be right back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Boof. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any way through the mountains that you're aware of? I know that they really only see the titans on the other side of the mountains because they're the only ones big enough to climb over. But I didn't know if there was maybe a way through that had been engineered. Something that wouldn't just be naturally found by any of the creatures. Not to my knowledge, there ain't. If there were and I knew about it, we'd be hitting the folks over in Montfair before we'd be hitting the folks in the Jackalope Flats. My understanding, they're a lot softer. Yeah. How do you get over the fissure if the tracks are destroyed? Well, I mean, we got bridges and shit. Just the train ain't getting over. Gotcha. Does this fissure uh, expand all the way to the edge? Is it reached the spike? How big are we talking? No, I mean, it don't like split this into two clean land masses or nothing. It, I mean, I'd say it might not even be any bigger than your train is from end to end. It just came up across the tracks. If we really wanted to put our minds to it, do a little bit of metal work and engineering and whatnot, we could probably run the tracks around it. Just nobody out here has much need to travel via train. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Missed walking and all. Yeah, or just like getting down on all fours running real fucking fast. Everybody's got a shtick. Do they jump it? Seems like it'd be cool to... Is it too big to jump? The werewolves? Yeah. I bet some of them could jump it. They got powerful hindquarters. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, that helps us narrow down where we have to start looking, at least. Are we going to run in some more vampires that are going to try to kill us, or is that just sort of like y'all's thing? I mean, I think there's every chance you're going to run into more vampires that are going to try to kill you. I I was here as a gunslinger more than I was here as a vampire. That was my score to settle. But, uh... No, nah, there's plenty of them out here going to want to drink your blood. Especially if they've had no access to humans for a while. I think we're going to draw some attention. Hell, they might just smell you. I guess then last thing would be maybe spread the word. We are not safe to attack. I mean, I don't want you to parade around the information about your friend here. I'm really sorry that they didn't make it. But, you know, folks don't take too kindly being attacked anywhere. You think I'm going to go out there and start spreading the word that I tried to sick my gang on a bunch of fucking humans in a train and we got served and they should stay off you? No way. That will do irreparable damage to my reputation. Well, then it sounds like we're done here. Get the fuck off our train. She uh, tries to sit up off the bed here and uh, Red comes over and helps her get to her feet. Uh, I want to use telekinesis to like levitate the body of their friend off the train. Okay. They all hobble over towards the door that leads out of the medical car and Constantine brings up the rear and before she leaves, she turns back and gives all of you a smile and tips her hat to Tass. It has been my genuine pleasure. And she closes the door. I just slink down into a chair, face in my hands. I give him a hug. Oh, bud, I'm sorry. Ooh, it's a real stupid reason to die. Yeah. God damn it. And I don't even know what I feel worse about letting that girl die or letting the rest of them live. Just going to go kill more people. They thought that all of this was going wrong because of the corruption, right? Yeah. And that's what we're here to stop. I don't know if it's going to turn the vampires back, but it'll at least make things better for the next generation of people. Yeah. I'll stand up and uh, check my guns 
start reloading the bullets and look up to them. How long do you need on whatever you were working on and how much further do we have to go? I mean, it's it's going to take a little while yet, like most of a rest of a day, I think, Rav. Yeah, and we had maybe still at least two days, but that was by train. All right, so call it an extra day on horseback. Oh, hon, Ooh. I think it's more than that. Yeah, because the train doesn't. Well, I mean, I guess the horses don't have to rest, but we do. Yeah, it seems like maybe four or five days total, because if the train is going 24 hours a day, but we can't on the horses. That's assuming we don't run into anything that on a train we could just ride right past. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a big maybe, but I could try to lift the train to the other side. Oh, could you? The whole thing? It's a possibility if we think that. We need the time bad enough. I mean, we can't beep beep it anymore. So if we lose it, we lose it. Yeah. What are the odds that after this one point, the track is whole for the rest of the time? Like this time we had a heads up before it fell off into a canyon. What if we just take a car off and put it on the other side and then have the horses carry it? At that point, why don't we just ride the horses? That's true. <laughs> that's a good That's a good point. It sounds like a lot less work for the horses. I mean, I think it's a good idea. It's just, you know, if it if it doesn't work, then best case scenario, the train is on the other side of the chasm. But worst case scenario, it falls down. Yeah. And then we are stuck here. Yeah. Uh, okay. So maybe, maybe not that. Also, I was thinking that that's where we would be looking for the rune. Uh, if we think it's going to be a lot lower, a fissure in the ground sounds like it's going to be kind of the right thing we're looking at. But Rev, that doesn't. That doesn't match up with the circle you drew. Yeah, like if she was saying that we needed to stop the train because it was coming, this fissure's not it. Like, we're stopped now before this fissure. If it's this close, then yeah, maybe there are more fissures down the track. Yeah, and it could even be, I mean, if there's big holes and big things like scorpions, it could be just a whole network of tunnels or something down there. I think safest bet is we just take the horses whenever you're ready. Okay, I mean, we keep working through the night. We can have this done by about midday. I'm going to need some rest to be able to get on a horse. Yeah, that's that's fair. We should probably get a little bit of sleep so we can actually focus on the work instead of the pain in our legs. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's get some rest and then we'll get back to this tomorrow. Um, we've already made a good amount of progress, but it'll be at least until midday early afternoon till we finish it up tomorrow get some rest i'll I'll keep watch i'll rest while y'all are working in the morning i will make my way to the sleep car i'll use telekinesis and levitate rev so he doesn't have to put weight on his butt <laughs> but i'm also limping yeah. so he's like floating in the air and knocking into everything as he passes i am she's levitating me but i'm carrying her <laughs> we're just neat it's like sort of a mage hand yeah. manipulation yeah Tass, if you need someone to split the watch with you, I can help. I probably won't be able to sleep anytime soon either way, so whatever you like. I mean, I'm a night owl, and I was just sort of chilling in the parlor, and then we got attacked by vampires, so I'm not feeling especially sleepy either. Yeah. Jumbo's also a pretty good bodyguard, so. <laughs> well, for us. Not so much for Dale's, but. Jumbo's asleep in one of the medical beds. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> he has not been awake for any of this. <laughs> uh, he helped carry people back to the medical car, and then he laid down in one of the beds, and it was a lot comfier than he expected. <laughs> Dozed right off. 
Well, I'm going to go sit on top of one of these cars and see if I can spot any kaiju. Let me know if you see a cool one. You can come hang out if you want. Okay. We'll rate them by cool appearance. (laughs) Nice. All right. So Megan and Rev turn in for what remains of the night. Tass, Kim, and I suppose also Jumbo hang out on top of the stationary train, keeping watch. You do occasionally in the darkness see like a looming silhouette somewhere in the distance in any given direction. Sometimes you'll feel a tremor from heavy footsteps of something. And every now and then, you're not sure if you see smaller figures somewhere off in the distance, maybe getting a peek at you, but nothing ever comes close. The rest of the night passes without incident, and the following day, the watch group is able to rest up while the workshop group completes their project, finishing up in late afternoon. Is the plan to ride out as soon as it's completed and basically start this trek in the dark, uh, or are you trying to camp on the train for another night and start off in the daylight? Boy, I probably wouldn't feel safe just heading out in the dark. We don't know this territory or what to keep an eye out for, the creatures, anything. The last thing I want is to also have to not be able to see. And somewhere out there, there's a big chasm. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's a trooping hazard if I've ever heard one. And I mean, Tass and I saw a lot of things out there in the dark, but also none of them came close to the train. We could risk it a second night. I was going to ask, what are the odds that Oh, hey, this thing has been sitting here for two days now. Do we think we might get visitors tonight? I don't know. I would say my vote would be that's worth the risk to not have to leave in the dark. Yeah, fair. Okay. Before we go to bed for that second night, um, I'm going to go up to Megan. You'd mentioned being able to you know, possibly move part of the train. Maybe we should switch the engine sides in case when we come back we're being harried and we can go forward and not try to go in reverse. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know anything about how this would work. I wonder if we can just take the engine and put it on the other end or if we have to flip them all around. No, I think we can just move the engine. Well, I mean, the caboose is going to look funny and the name won't really apply anymore, but it'll work still. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good idea. Okay, how are we trying to do this? Is this an engineer thing or a telekinesis thing? I think it's gotta be a telekinesis thing. Ooh, okay. This feels like a tall order. This is a heavy, a big, heavy thing. I think engineering would be possible, but it would just take much longer than we have. Yeah. And I will gladly help out with this with like bursts of force and stuff if this can be a a teamwork thing. Uh, Okay. Weird level six would be affecting a creature the size of a wagon, um, which I feel like a train car is larger than, but it's also not a creature. So I think we're going to stick with six. I think this balances out to... Going weird at level six. And uh, I'm going to actually spend my grit as we're prepping to do this to up my weird level to four. Nice. Okay. So both of you can make this roll and uh, whoever gets it higher will take it. Five. Seven. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You get the engine transplanted to the opposite end of the train. However, I think in doing so, it negates the effects of the clean room. I think there was something to the magic of how the train is laid out, and now that that layout has changed, it is merely a study once more. Oof. Yeah, that's fair. All right, you camp out for another night. Again, those of you taking watch, you see the evidence of life out here throughout the night. You spy some forms that may be spying on you as well, but again, nothing ever approaches. There is no danger, 
and the next morning you are all able to mount up and head out in search of the circle, rune compass in hand. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. When Kilmer accepted the job of smuggling escaped heiress Samantha Trapp across the galaxy, she expected the job to be over and done with quickly. But now, they're stuck with each other, and they have a job to do. Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. You take a loan from them, and then they own you until you've paid it off with interest. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? 900,027 credits. And counting. You're stuck here, with me, to work it off. We Fix Space Junk is a sci-fi sitcom from Battlebird Productions, featuring Travelling by Cryo. Don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? Aliens from across the galaxy. Greetings, visitors. Is that popcorn? Hello, Your Excellency. AIs. Dad, how do I do air? You're already doing it automatically. Calm down. And, of course, thrilling and exciting missions in outer space. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a device redacted in or at the location redacted we fix space junk is available on apple podcasts google play spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts subscribe consume integrate indoctrinate assimilate degenerate Watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. Register your interest with Automicon.